tomorrow, the governor is coming to visit them. Here we go. Back to Gators and Chad. That's right. Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs, 205 to start the show. We've got a list of stuff that we want to go through. Laundry list, as they would say back in the day. She'll be in studio, and uh, we're going to get a good half hour. And let's get some of these questions answered. She's our new governor. Let's see where she wants to take this state. So make sure you're here at 205. Before we get going, our man Pablo Rios is back. We always say this, Chad. He's the backbone of the show. He is. And his, his father passed away a couple weeks ago. And we just want to welcome him back to the show. He's been gone for about a week. And Pablo, you know, we love you. Our deepest condolences to to you and your family. And your pop was given a big, big hero send-off because he was a firefighter. Oh, it was a hell of a send-off. Fire was. trucks. He was yeah. His casket was the back of a fire truck with a lot of West Valley units out there representing. Yeah, it was great. And I'll thank you for my Bonneville family, my work family here. You guys have been so awesome to me. Yeah. Prayers and uh, thanks. Well, we love you, brother. Yeah. That's right. Love you guys. Welcome and back, man. Everybody who's battling cancer, I know now I've been through your shoes, and it, it sucks, man. It does. So, it does. Yeah. It sucks. It does. And, uh, you know, it is that nasty, horrible thing, and sometimes it strikes out of nowhere, but... Uh, but we have family. We have friends, like you guys. That's right. yep. Thank you for coming out and supporting me. I appreciate that. Always. But my dad, yep, he's riding up. There's last alarm. Anybody who knew Chief Rios, they know that uh, he was uh, an impression on their life, because there's a lot of young men and women out there who were in the fire force that, that he touched their lives, and so... Thank, thank you, man. That was great. I appreciate that. I think your dad... Chad, I think your dad and I think my mom are all up there and they're talking about us and saying, can you believe these three clowns are doing a radio show together still? <laughs> right? Amen to that. Right? Yeah. Uh, your dad and mom might be there. My dad's like on the outside. I said, come on, guys. <laughs> and I wasn't, you know, I mean, it's like, I, we're not sending you down. We're not quite sure you're ready to come inside the place yet. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, Pablo, it's good to have you back, man. It's good to have you back. All right. Let's get to some news. Um... I think the way that we're going to vote is going to change in the next election. Okay, so, you know, we did have a a problem with this this past election. We had the printers. I've heard we've had some issues with some stuff here. But again, at the end of the day, everybody had an opportunity to vote. No one was turned away. Uh, If you decided to leave for one reason or another, that's on you. Uh, But every single person was available to go and vote that day. And even with the problems, which we shouldn't have had. And we absolutely understand that. I know that you're going to have problems along the way. In this day and age, you really can't have those type of problems. No, you can't. But there was, everybody got a chance to vote. Everybody got a chance to vote. So, earlier today, we talked to Stephen Richer. Now, Stephen Richer is the Maricopa County Recorder. And he's put together, okay, I'm just going to say it. He's kind of nerdy with this stuff, right? He is. He's very excited. <laughs> but you know what? That's the guy you want. This right, is the guy that gets right. super excited, super nerdy. They don't let him out to talk to regular people because <laughs> the conversations he holds aren't very good. But uh, he gets very excited. This yeah. is his jam. This That's is what you want. Okay. Here's one clip of, of Stephen Richer earlier today with us. Because what needs to change, okay? He says one this one thing, okay? So let's start with the one one thing. There, I know we got to make different changes. Here's one thing. Make early ballots early. We've gotten away from that. Uh, early ballots are wonderful. They're great. They've been part of Arizona since 1992. Certainly don't want to touch that. But when you're dropping early ballots off on Election Day to the tune of 290,000 in Maricopa County for this recent general election, we still have to take those back. We have to signature verify them. We have to audit them. We have to send them to bipartisan ballot processing teams. We're not going to have those results within 24 hours. And so when that makes up 20 percent of the results, then for some of these close contests, 
you're not able to call it on election night. You're not even able to call it the next day or the next day. And so if you want to be able to call these close election contests within 48 hours, then you got to you got to make early ballots early. Okay, so that's Stephen Richer. I've been saying that for years, four years. And and I'll just I'll I'll put it if you want fast results, because everybody wants a fast result. Here's what you can't do. You can't have the early ballot that you requested through the mail. Sit at home on your counter, on your kitchen table, and then all of a sudden you go, okay, it's almost election day. I'm going to fill this thing out and I'm going to uh, seal it back up and then I'm going to go down on election day Tuesday. I'm going to put it, I'm going to drop it off. Yeah. Because that has happened year after year after year after year here. And everybody whines and complains that we don't have fast results. It's because you're lazy. You don't, you, an early ballot is for you to fill out and send back early. It is not for you at the last it's the second. It's in the name, early ballot. That's it. It's not for you in the last second on a Tuesday at 7 o'clock at night to, to drop it in the box. Here's, That's the problem. Here's something else. Uh, if you really want stuff fast, move to states where it's one-party rule. Watch how fast you get results. Oh, yeah. That's true, That's too. the other side of it. Even if all of these ballots were turned in the way they were supposed to, guess what? The races were extremely close. There was going to be challenges. Some of those things aren't going to change no matter how much you try to make it so that we can do this and we can do that. It may take away a little bit of the the worry about, you know, and he did bring up the fact that, you know, we got to do this stuff earlier when we test some of these. We can't test them the day of, you know. Talking about the printers. The printers and stuff. That's crazy. Which is crazy. Uh, but, But with us being as close as we are, a purple state, you're going to have very close elections all the time. There was a race that, what what was it, 500 people? Yeah. 500 votes? Yeah. 300 votes? 600 votes? I don't even remember. Outside Is of he, my girl, Kimberly G. What, what? That's right. She ran away with it, didn't she? But the AG's race was, was very close. Yeah. Uh, and so if you're going to have a race where it's decided by under 1,000 votes. When you've got 3 million people right. casting a vote in that right. race or somewhere around there. 500 separates, you're going to have issues where people are going to ask questions, they're going to double count, look how close it is. This is going to happen. Most people didn't run away with the vote. No. It was mostly close in all different races. So if you want fast results, okay, I've said it for years, now Stephen Richer is saying at Maricopa County Recorder, we really do in Arizona, we have too many options on how you can vote. And, you know, maybe uh, if you want to drop that early ballot off, you're not allowed to do it on Tuesday. Yeah. You could do it Monday. Now, you can still vote, he said. You, you can, can still go vote. In. You just have to vote as if you're, you're showing up at the polls. Right. Just don't put it in an envelope. Yeah, yeah. And just don't put it in an envelope. That's right. it. So I think that's a good idea. I do. I think that's what we should do. Um, if you want to drop off an early ballot, you can't do it on Tuesday. End of story, period. We're running it through the machine, kind of. No. I mean, there's a couple oh, yeah. things that, that, that he's thrown out there. Not all of it is going to fly, but... I like some of the stuff he's doing, and he's trying to do everything he can to make it easier for people to vote, to give them options. But sometimes when you give so many options, it's paralysis by analysis and laziness. Okay, so we will continue to watch. The lawmakers have to get involved. This is something we're probably going to talk to uh, Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs about tomorrow at 205 when she joins us in studio. Uh, The change in Arizona voting, will it happen? All right, coming up next, does one specific generation just hate America? Next. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. 
Hey, 205 tomorrow, we kick off the show with Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs. Her first stop to the KTAR studio. Um, we've interviewed her many times. We've not uh, had her in studio. And looked so across, looked at her, and she looked at us. That's right. That's going to be tomorrow, 205. Uh, we're going to ask uh, the governor the tough questions, and we're going to see where she wants to take this state. So make sure you join us either on the app or 923ktar.com. Uh, make sure you listen. Must hear interview 205 with Governor Hobbs. Youngsters uh, don't seem to like America very much, according to a brand new poll, new study done on all kinds of issues. Uh, but Gen Z mm. does not really, uh, is not really a fan of the United States of America. You think? Uh, according to this, patriotic sentiment is lowest among Gen Z. Only 16% of Gen Z adults, so that's 18 to 25. Uh, are proud of America. What's Mo- the percentage? 16. 84% of them are, nah. Uh, 36% of millennials, 54% of Gen Xers, 73% of baby boomers, adults. It's only 52% or have patriotic sentiment. It's the lowest it's been in a, quite a long time. We're not a fan of our country. Mm. This is what happens when you have a, uh, a country now, in particular, you go to you know any higher education, and you're told uh, uh, America is the only country with flaws, and we're the worst, and you should not be a fan of it. So both of our kids went to the U of A, and you know I asked them was there was there any of that stuff at that university? Professors telling you we're no good. Professors saying we're not the best, and they said that there wasn't. So I could at least point well, to one study. Well, I mean, different things. I mean, you know, still, I mean, you've got to take all kinds of different classes. If you're in engineering, you're probably not going to get the same kind of thing as if you're in the humanities where it's all about, you know, uh, the culture and stuff. But we hear about all the time the, the lunacy on campuses. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's crazy to think that, I mean, it's got to be coming from somewhere because how is it only 16 percent? What was the first time you felt patriotic in your life? In my life, patriotic. Yeah. Uh, where where I was a part of something. The Olympics were patriotic because in '84, you know, the Olympics were in, like that's where it was a group of of people, you know, being together. But for me, it started really young because I went to Europe and had wore the U.S. badge when I was a kid. Right. So you know, that was very patriotic for me. I love that. See, we love the Fourth of July. I I mean, I can remember being a really small kid when they redid the Statue of Liberty, and my parents found a way. Uh, on the Fourth of July, they were they were you know they redid it. They were it was a yeah. President Reagan was there uh, in in New York, and they figured out a way where we could go and watch it from afar and uh, uh, be part of it. And the red, white, and blue, and all that kind of stuff, and you dress up. And uh, so that's that's when I first you know kind of felt oh this is really cool. This is a cool country. But are we giving our kids something like that? To point to no nine eleven okay. was the last time we had a jump in in that kind of of patriotic you know we saw was flat, yeah it was you know so much of it was about what happened right right but many kids all right so the generation uh, generation Z wasn't around no nine eleven no. and if they were they were yeah. very young right you know kind of thing it's, I mean maybe it's, that's maybe that's part of it I mean maybe you know may, maybe we haven't had enough. Yeah, we've been in well. I mean, we were in Afghanistan for twenty years, yeah, but they don't—they don't understand why they're now. Some of those kids that were in Afghanistan probably weren't even born when nine eleven kind of happened. You know? Don't you think our grandparents were saying the same thing about us? 
You know, our to grandparents, extent, World War II. But no, but, you know, I mean, you know, obviously they, they faced real evil, the greatest right. generation. Sure. And then you had Korea and you had Vietnam. Don't you uh, think our grandparents said, you guys don't know what patriot- patriotic patriotism is? You have no idea what well, we I'm went sure, through. Well, no, because you know why? Because our grandparents, the great grandparents, they didn't talk about it like that. You know, they talk about war. They didn't talk about a lot of that stuff. They they just, this is what it is. And, and I have a different view because... I was fortunate enough as a kid to to spend uh, a lot of my early, you know, late teens and, er, and through my mid twenties living in a different country. And everybody talks about how amazing it would be to live here. There, it, it's totally a different world when you are there living it and not on vacation. Yeah. And you're into the you can day go, and day. Yeah, you can go and visit a place, and you can say, this is great, I like it, but I really wouldn't want to live here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you have a pretty different perspective. Yeah. You start paying taxes. You left this country, uh, and you know what other countries are all about. You've lived in a bunch of different countries. Yeah. And I think, you know, you come back to it that, yeah, we've got, listen, we've got plenty of problems in this country. Absolutely. We're still the greatest country on the planet. Yeah. You know, but I mean, according I to the answers, no, because, oh, because. Is it fair, though? Is it really? I mean, you know, we're talking 18 to 20. These are folks that are that are you know they, they fight they fight in the military, you know that that's the that's very the few of them fight in the military because they won't a they don't want to join the military and b heck most of our kids can't even join the military anymore. I mean you know the the amount of children or young kids uh, by children I mean eighteen to like to, that can, that are even available to actually join the military are is so small nowadays. I just think when when you look at it the new poll. Only 16% of Gen Z adults say they uh, were proud to live in the United States. Um, I think the question is, why are they saying that? Well, because it's a lot of different things. One of the things is they believe America is, is the colonialist evil. It's one of the big things that we are just this evil, giant, horrible, uh, uh, you know, d- d- destructive force in the world. I think some of them think. I think some of them are a bunch of little socialists too. Yeah, absolutely. And they don't understand that that's not the way that we should work. Yeah, and th- the other thing is, is you know, they think that this we're the most racist country, we're the most sexist country, we're all of these things. Not understanding what the world is really like. Here's a per Afghanistan. Mm. I don't know if you guys heard this. They have now. F- <laughs> You cannot see a female cannot see a male doctor in Afghanistan anymore. Also, they have outlawed women going to college. So soon there will be no way for women to see doctors in Afghanistan. Oh, gosh, I never thought of that. Yeah, that's the kind of insanity that goes on in a lot of places. You don't even think anything about. If you don't let women become doctors. How are women supposed to see? There a you go. Yeah. You know, but, but we're again, the bad then, evil of yeah. of the world, and and you know, it's, we're the race, the most racist country on earth, and never been anywhere else really where you've seen it. They think Europe is so you know. Oh, they've got choice in Europe across the uh, Europe. Europe, go find out. And read for yourself what it's really like over there. I think you find out it's not what you think it is. Don't you think when Gen Z gets older, obviously, um, they're going to, a lot of them are going to start changing their mind. No. New study that came out last week said that the the millennials and the Gen Z, as they get older, are not changing their liberal mindset. So now we get to politics. It's about liberalism. Yeah. That's what it really is. It's that they're not becoming, they're not not finding more conservative values. Hmm. Like less taxes and freedom and things of that nature. Yeah. A lot more feelings. Feelings are... Mm. Gen Zers have a much lower trust... Hate in, America! ...in government. 
Well, that's okay. I'm 49. I don't trust government yeah. at all. Well, that's the one thing. We, we, we agree on consumerism and the uh, trying to make it more ethical in our consumerism and that, by and large, none of us really, really trust government. <laughs> but all for different reasons. All right. Coming up next, what do you do if a homeless woman sits in front of your home for two weeks and the cops won't do anything about it? One man decided he's going to do something about it. It's 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 not uh, put it this way. I wouldn't have done that. We'll talk about it next. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad show. All right, Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs in studio uh, tomorrow at two o'clock. Hobbs happened with us. I hope it goes better than my last interview with the new governor. <laughs> yeah. Remember fun. the uh, yeah. Doug Ducey. Uh, cursed me out after after the interview in studio he got right in my face he didn't like my questions and i said tough you know i'm right governor uh we'll see if that happens with see if this happens tomorrow i've got a great track record uh arizona governor katie hops will ask her the tough questions and let's see uh let's throw a camera in here after, after i think there is there's cameras already this could be oh, interesting. this is great fantastic okay. fantastic hey san francisco San Francisco. San Francisco has a big problem. Uh, they have a homeless problem. Now, in Arizona, we do, too. Um, the problems nationwide with homelessness have gone up 1% to 2% over the last few years. Arizona, we've gone up 23%, something we will ask Governor Hobbs about tomorrow. But in San Francisco, um, there is a man, and it's the picture's gone viral. I want you just to think about it in your head. you got a business. Uh, you know, the door of a business. Then there's obviously a sidewalk. It looks like downtown Phoenix a yeah, little bit. Yeah. There's a homeless woman that has sat in front of this business for t- for two weeks. Yeah, that we know of this time. Yeah. And um, apparently she's shouting a lot at people. Uh, a little vulgar, to say the least. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's got a potty mouth. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, that's not good. So you call the police. Unfortunately, they called the police 25 times and nobody did anything. Well, I mean, this woman could be scaring away business. Scaring away residents. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a person who is mentally disturbed. No, no question. Uh, and, you know, whether it's drugs or just mental illness or whatever, to just just yeah. lots of issues. And it's not just him. The neighbors have all said she is belligerent. She is she's this is not a good situation. So, all right. So with that being said, this is what the man did. He took out a hose and um, he just. You know, just put water all over her. Just, you know, he started spraying water directly in her face. And she's shouting and tries to shield her body from the blast of water in the video. And, you know, listen, I, I hear everything that I see, I said you said about how belligerent she is. Uh, it's you, you can't have somebody outside your business like that. I get it. The cops didn't do anything. I hear it all. I, I just think there's there's got to be a better solution. This is the worst solution. Taking a hose. Well, it's not the worst solution, uh, but it's a solution that. Look, I I feel for the guy, and he is he's adamant. I'm not apologizing. Right. Uh, he doesn't blame her. He blames the 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 city and the state for allowing this this person who is mentally ill. And, and you can or, blame the city and the state and not spray a homeless woman in the face with a hose. So what would be your alternative? I I, I don't know. Then it, this know. was his. This alternative. isn't it. So, well, this for you, it is it. No, but for what, me, it's not. Now, no. now, what if that person sat there in front of your house for months? Yeah. 
yeah. and months right. and made your life living hell, yeah. and they did nothing about it. Yeah. We saw this, and it's only been a couple weeks. We don't know the whole story. I'd the like, whole story of, of San Francisco is it's disgusting. They have poop maps that you can do. download. Yeah. It is gross and vile. Nobody wants to go back there. A once beautiful city is a mess. I agree with everything you said. I think everybody has a point where you're up to here and you're as a, as a homeowner, as a business owner, you're like, all right, I've had enough. I would like to think that I would not take a hose and spray a homeless woman in the face ever. But you don't know until there's a position where you're at. What if they attacked Lynette? Well, then, I mean, this woman was just sitting there. Yeah, yeah at that point. At but, that point. Yeah. All right. Tomorrow, Governor Tomorrow. Hobbs, 205. Becky Lynn's up next. I'll see you then, man. Let's